Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Sometimes I just shut it off. That's how it goes. Yeah. He's got his water. Welcome. Warm. Welcome to Sorry. the PP1 oh. podcast. Brady's apologizing. I, you yeah. want to start over? You can start over. I kind of cut you off. At the I, I felt that was really good. I felt that was really, really good. But in case, uh, maybe we'll do like the Zack Snyder cut here. There you go. And we'll. I mean, that's going to be an extra hour long. This is going to be five hours long. Buckle in. No guests. No features. Just us. We're really, really sorry. Passers wide open. Gets the puck. Tours. That's the only reason I do these podcasts is so I can hear all the amazing things about myself. So thanks for having me. And uh, now I'm signing off. I am uh, honored, thrilled. This is uh, one of the greatest achievements of my life. I literally, I, I, I showered and I combed my hair for you. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. It's a full bench tonight. We might get uh, some double shifting towards the end of the game here. Uh, Brady is here. He's graced us for, he says, 30 minutes. And because we don't have a graphics package, we cannot do a Royal Rumble countdown to uh, his departure. He will not disintegrate like the snap in Endgame or uh, Infinity War. There's, I can make a lot of references, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, he's going to say his piece, and then he's just probably going to actually drop his Just mic. fade out. He could be like me when I was on Dean Blundell's uh, show last week. I just had to leave. I'm like, I got to go pick up my family. Oh, I thought I thought you were saying he could be like you and fade out, but I'm looking at your new haircut. Boom, boom, boom. Fade and you got to fade. Hold the fade. High and tight. He's walking yeah, in there. Ryan invented the fade. Except yeah. No fade. It's just high and tight. Yeah. High Cut, and tight, baby. Nice and clean. I look like All a the football. High and tight fade. Hold the fade, please. I look like a football with hair on the top. I it's think good, it's good. You definitely you look, do. You look fast. <laughs> Let's test it out. Ryan is slow. That you look aerodynamic, man. That's what I, you look like. I, I feel aerodynamic. So, uh, first and foremost, we are the PP1 podcast. We're proudly presented on the Dean Blundell Network. We're sponsored by Summer Skates, our friends at Players' Choice, uh, a soon-to-be-named sponsor, and um, we are giving away these bad boy headphones from Spinner's Audio, but let's get through the pleasantries. You know these people. You've heard them every single week. First and foremost, Brady, you get to talk off the top of the, the hour. How are you doing? How is Burnaby? You're in finals week, it sounds like, so you're stressing out. Um, but just like a good boy does in college, you always have an hour for your buds. 
Yeah, almost an hour. I'm going to give you guys half an hour tonight because uh, I got to get the other half an hour to my school, bud, working on a big project. Um, but yeah, I'm here to talk Canucks. Definitely a ton to talk about. It's crazy how when the Canucks aren't even playing, we as Canucks fans, we find ways to talk about things. But we didn't even really have to find it this time because it came to us. We got a whole lot going on. We got a long list of things to talk about. The rundown is huge, and I'm excited to be here. I am excited for you that you are here. I am excited we're all here. Ted, you're at the office. You're looking ripped as usual. Um, we don't have Jory, so I'm not going to ask you to take your shirt off. Thanks, buddy. Um, I mean, I have seen you without a shirt, and you embarrass and shame the rest of us. So um, it's like when I golf with my dad. Like I know full well I'm going to get my ass kicked out there. So I do appreciate you. Tarps on today. Welcome. Tarps on. I don't think I've done a, an episode with tarps off yet. So when we go live, maybe we can do an episode. I'm probably I'm probably not going to do that either. If, what yeah, if we all did like, it? What if we all I, did uh, it? I'm actually. I think I'm going to be golfing this 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 weekend. Go maybe on this Friday. I'm going to do a little bit of golf and go to like the the really crappy Michael Brook course next to the next to the Harvest. Oh, Orchard Greens, where you can golf with the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good. It was it was a it was a good weekend. I got I had my winter camping expedition up in the up in the Monashi Mountains. So I've never been got there. down a little bit. Did some snow. Had a big bonfire. That kind of stuff. It was really good. Excellent, excellent. I did get golfing. I went last week. Me and my pops. Um, it snowed What'd you shoot, on Ryan. What'd you shoot? As you saw on Twitter, I shot a high ninety seven, but I came looking like a hundred. That's for sure. Nice. How many nine holes? Uh, eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> how many gimme? How many gimmies? You know what? That was funny include? three years ago. It's not funny this time. I'm better now. <laughs> and I also figured out how to correct my crosshand swing. Um, I really? You're not reaching over anymore? No, I'm still doing it. I just oh. figured out how to correct it. <laughs> it's that's Cor- not going cor- anywhere. I've just adjusted. It is, correcting it is not doing the crossover swing. Okay. So for well, anybody who doesn't know, Ryan, I've adjusted holding. When you're holding your club and your hand that's that's you know your hand that's on the the top of the club normally ryan actually reaches that over top of his backhand so i'm going to show the video you're going to wow. see this so this is my baseball swing like a samurai sword apparently but if i was also holding a golf club somehow baseball swing Golf swing. Yeah, it's almost, it's very strange. It's almost like Same if thing. you were to swing a baseball bat and you decided to step across the plate. Like a pendulum. And, and swing on the other side of the plate, you would keep your, your bat in the same position. It's the strangest thing I'd ever seen, but he hits the ball a hell of a lot straighter than me. Yeah, I mean, wow. I, I'm figuring some stuff out. Um, my dad is convinced that he will potentially pay for lessons for me. I'm also 37, so... <laughs> The fact well, that I, I cannot wait to see what a teacher has to say. Well, my daughter asked, she's like, Dad, could I get I said, I am the last person that should teach you how to golf. I will pay for lessons. I said, I don't want to corrupt you too. So Ryan's um, teaching his kids to ride their bikes backwards. Yeah, exactly. Weird. You guys yeah. check it out. You can be in the circus. <laughs> this is gonna be sweet. All right, boys. You so. guys might be golfing. It might be golfing season for you guys, but it ain't quite golfing season for the Canucks. Wow. Uh, I only got like twenty two minutes left with you guys. So I disagree. It golfing. might be golfing season for the Canucks. Um so we all know Benning came out. I'm sure we all saw the tweet or the interview. Um, Benning said Benning that came out. No, he did. came out and. <laughs> no, he oh, did. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be a good one. 
Um, he came out and said that he wasn't going to trade anybody or is going to be very quiet at the trade deadline. Is that not correct, he Brady? He, and, he did say that. Yeah. And then what did he go and do? He traded some people. He traded some people. And he just said, you know, COVID was a pretty big deal. Um, it's, you know, it's really been tough on our team and they've been through a lot. And, you know, we want to minimize it. They've gone through a lot. He literally traded patient zero Adam Gaudet after all of that, which is a shock based on the conversation that was had. Maybe not a shock that they were going to move him at some point um, as he was kind of on the radar to get traded, I think, right? But, I mean, what are we looking at here? Like, first and foremost, Brady, like your initial take on, because we don't do a trade deadline show, um, how do you even approach this after Benning lied to us? Yeah, man. um, It was definitely when I first saw the trade i had to be like okay who's this highmore guy right so i start researching about highmore and i'm like okay this doesn't really make that much sense we're trading a guy who had 33 points in 69 games last season which is pretty much almost a half a point per game for a guy who's got 10 points total in his nhl career um but he liked him as of an course, undrafted. like everybody else yeah and undrafted but like everybody else, I turned to Twitter to see what everyone else is thinking about it. And people are, people are freaking out. So I don't know. I, I started thinking, how does this make sense? Because it really doesn't. And like, to me, I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. And I think that's kind of coming to light a little bit as well. What about you, Ted? What do you think? Uh, I mean, the behind the scenes stuff, all it, it, I think the writing's on the wall there. Who, who are we to speculate? I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, when it comes down to the player, I mean, you guys know I haven't been the biggest Gaudet supporter, um, you know, since this whole thing went on. I, I knew for sure that he wasn't, he wasn't the Adam Gaudet that was clipping it along at like a like 20% shooting percentage, popping 14 goals. Um, but we also knew that he wasn't this, he wasn't the Adam, Adam Gaudet that was probably clipping it along at like a 6% shooting percentage and, you know, only getting himself, you know, like three goals. So he was probably somewhere around there and he is like probably a serviceable NHL or he was, you know, very sheltered in how he was deployed for Vancouver. Um, but I'm sorry, we're, we're, I'm, was always been a little bit suspect on how good he could actually be. I think we've talked about him, you know, there's been conversations on this podcast where it was like, Hey, like is, is Adam Gaudet good enough to be a two C right? Yeah. Max we were potential. at a point, right. We had a conversation about yeah, that at some there point. There was, there was conversations about that. Right. So, um, I think it's very clear now that that's not the case. Uh, and fine. If you're moving on from him, uh, he's probably a guy that you would have had to pay a little bit to. We're already going through that a little bit with Jake for I'm completely fine with them moving along from Adam Gaudet, whether or not it's because of the whole patient zero thing, like you're talking about Ryan, or whether or not it's team issue things like you're talking about Brady. Um, I, there was a couple of comments about that whole thing that sort of bugged me though, the, the trade for Gaudet at the trade away of Gaudet. And one of them was like, you know, we've been taking call, we've been taking calls on Adam Gaudet since last year. Yeah, you have to you have to do it as Jim Benning. Um, yeah, like that. Okay, so if you've been taking calls on Adam Gaudet since last year, uh, and his value was at an all time high last year, why aren't we moving him when his value is at an all time high? Like we let it it recede into nothingness, this black hole of this COVID season and three goals, almost to Jake Vertanen status. Ted, can I ask you why he did that? And, and you respond as Jim Benning. 
What, sir? Can you respond as Jim Benning, and I'll ask you that question you're asking? Well, I mean, yeah, I can do that. But Jim. I, I don't know why. I don't know why he would have made that trade back then when he could have made it back then when he could have had a, a decent asset for a guy like Goddard, as opposed to moving him now for an undrafted. 25-year-old free agent who, like you said, Brady, only has 10 points in the NHL. There's all this stuff about having a good motor and can defend really well, but the Canucks have a bunch of guys like that, right? There's even talk about him being the next Mott. Eh, I don't even know about that. There's a good chance that Highmore never really sees the light of day and doesn't become an established NHLer. So I think he blew it. I think he blew it on this one. Fine if you want to make the trade to get him out of town, but if you were that intent on moving him and fielding calls for this long, you had plenty of time. Time again, there's that thing for Benning. Could have made that trade and got some hands on some decent assets. Can I just add something to that? Why would they be targeting a guy from like eight years ago? Like that's like saying like, you know who would be a great concert to see right now is like Dishwalla. Like, Nickelback. They're going to be timeless, but that's not where I was going with this. So, <laughs> so Dishwalla, where did you pull that Dishwalla. one? Dishwalla. You know, like counting, oh. car, counting Blue Cars, right? Like that was a good song. At, at a time, but I'm not going to cherish that song and be like, I need to bring this back to rock star status. Like, it had its moment. It wasn't that good. And I'm trying to make fetch happen again for some reason. Like, the other thing I was looking at as well, I know that was like a dead take, but like, why, why bother going back just to, to like a guy you liked in high school? Like, I know wh- why. You do know why? I think I know why. Okay, one more thing, it's, and then I'm going to give it to you. You can run with it. The other thing is, when you're trading for guys or drafting guys or signing guys, don't talk about their motor or that they're good in the room. It was or, a gym rat. Or, yeah. <laughs> that's what Ted wants. Good, to, good wants take. To good take, Ted. That's, that's such an NFL term, right? Like, yeah. this guy. Like, he's, he's good in the room or he's good along the boards. He's got a good motor all this. I want just a freak in the gym. I want guys to get drafted or traded, and the first things they say: this guy is going to score goals for our team. This guy will help on the second line, scoring goals for our team. This guy is a great setup guy. He won't score, but he's going to set up goals for our team. Those should be the only words that you ever bring up when you make a trade. I don't want to hear Wooly bolsters our fourth line and like. How is he going to help our team score more goals, to win more games, to win the Stanley Cup? Don't tell me about all the other stuff. I don't care. I mean, you you can't straight up lie though. He's not going to score goals. He's not going to help. That's my point. Then why are we going after him? Who cares? Uh, I'll tell you why. Because, and I don't have the proof for it. There's 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 little sprinkles of proof. But this guy is out of town because he got COVID and he got the whole team sick. And I will stick to that because you know what? Right. You know what? He's patient zero. Um, I don't mean to be like. Say it this way. I've heard he's a, I've heard he's a Trump supporter. No, no, he is a Trump supporter. He is a Trump supporter. Yeah. And I mean, the cherry on top for me that makes this the reality is the fact that Elias Patterson and Bo Horvat have both unfollowed him on social media, didn't say anything about him leaving the team, but Bo Horvat posted about Jordy Ben wishing him good luck in Winnipeg. And this there's is a, some going on there. There's and that's why he's traded. Sure. You know, that's why we get high more. We get high more because that's the only player available. We're not talking about there's smoking weed, Brady. We're not. <laughs> they're, they're probably like that's <laughs> obvious, right? I mean, it's I mean, we're not wading into Jeff Brown territory, right? Um, I don't think there was anything nefarious happening here, but it it was probably if that's the case, Brady, it was irresponsible, right? 
and and people don't like people being cavalier or irresponsible with their lives. There's guys on this team that have kids that have families. We don't know what all their living situations are, but that's that's one part of it, right? The other part is like, was Highmore the only guy that you could get your hands on? Exactly. Like, was he absolutely okay? If, you, if you're gonna make your your play for an undrafted same age forward who sort of plays center but is actually more of a winner like didn't this team actually need defenders wouldn't have made more sense to even if you even if you were going out and trading for another team's undrafted and like Jalen Chatfeld style player getting in at a defender would have probably been a little bit smarter or getting your hands on a draft pick would have been better so all in all your take included with with the irresponsible actions and the unfollowing and all that stuff I totally buy into that it was still, I still think that there probably could have been more than just Highmore coming back. And maybe Highmore proves us wrong. That'd be great if he did. But I still think that we could have got more for it. Or you trade a pick and you go and claim Victor Mete off of waivers. Right. Like Victor that's Mete the better play right there. Fine. Talking about a serviceable NHL defender that could slot into your lineup. And if he wasn't slotting into your lineup, it's options. And here's, in the words of Ted, Hundy P. Like that is what, Hundy P. That is what think- should have happened. That was the easy play. Brady? Yeah, but what kind of defenseman are you going to get at a league minimum? The one thing about these Victor two Mete. trades that he is he a league minimum? I don't, I don't know. That's that's a fair point. Okay, but you know, so the one good thing about this deal is both those players that were, were traded, um, we got Highmore and we got Madison Bowie in a different deal. Mm-hmm. They are both league minimum, or not quite, seven hundred and fifty k. They're signed next year, so it's it's kind of a win win situation there when you're talking about moving into next season. And I like that on the cap side of things, but I mean, like, it's not. Once, it's like not you guys for once. Uh, it's a win. Don't get me wrong. Like there, Jim it's, Benning actually did something good at the deadline. He, he actually. We he actually be, talking about the we should be, thing? But well, we no, should Bowie. Be happy no. about him, you know doing what's needed for this team, finding some cap space, making some move and so acquiring some players that can help this team next. Are we, are we talking about the Gaudette thing being a good thing? Cause that's a bad trade. Mm, I don't know. I, I that, mean, it's a not, a, no, it's, it is a bad trade, but under the circumstances, they're deciding to make that trade. So now Ted, you gotta, you gotta go with what it, you're going to get. Bro. I'm going to take this into like an NFL the, look for one second. And I think you and I can relate on this a bit more. I'm not saying it's as bad as the things we see in the NFL when guys get outright released, but this is the NHL way of maybe doing it. Maybe this is their way of of going, like, instead of making a big deal about it, like the NFL, I mean, there's some awful things that happen out there, and I am not comparing them that they're on the same level. I'm just saying how the NHL seems to approach their, you know, their we don't like this guy anymore and we want him out of town. They find a creative somehow interesting way to to kind of usher them out without no no no, no you don't no, think no. so there's no there's no creative in the end they, those guys have contracts that aren't guaranteed they only have a guaranteed set amount of money so brian i can sign you to an 80 million dollar contract over four years yeah and if you don't perform in year one and i've only guaranteed you a million dollars per year i can cut you and you only get one million of that 80 million dollar contract right right yeah. so there's like I, I get what you're saying, and it's very likely, and I'm and almost 100% that they moved him because they felt that he needed to be moved based on team dynamics. Brady, I'm with you on that 100%. But, like, we're talking about a player who had 33 points, who, yes, played sheltered minutes, but also was playing with some sort of deficiency that he was having in his body. He couldn't put on weight. That's been figured out. He's going to gain weight. He's going to go to a good system in Chicago. There is value in the player there. And, sh- and because of that reason, the player going our way and the player going their way 
Chicago wins this trade hands down. Oh, of course, Chicago wins the trade. There's no question about that. But Ted, I'd like to know if the teams decided we want this guy out, he's not fit here. We're angry at him. What else are they supposed to do? I mean, I said that earlier, trade for a defenseman. Trade for another team's another team's developing free agent like a Jalen But we Sheffield. did get a defenseman. What we didn't get we, we didn't next? we didn't get it in that trade, and we could have picked Madison Bowie up as a as a roster. He was player. on waivers like so three weeks would have, ago. You would, have preferred, you would have preferred to have two defensemen instead of a yes, forward. Yes, yeah, yeah, I would have preferred to have options over a forward that's never going to see the light of day. One hundred percent. And the yeah. other thing is I they mean, could have the, Bowie on waivers. One guy doesn't even crack the lineup, though, Brady. I mean, he's who, who are we going to slot a Highmore in over? They're it, not better than two Leafs players that we got for free just a little bit earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Is and he a pickup just to make up for the COVID, We though? also don't have those players signed to next season, though, he's, right? He's just a roster thing. That's all it is. It's just an, another roster think, piece. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Ted, but I just think at the end of the day, it's not a huge deal. We're talking about a seventh defenseman or a... 13th forward um, for a guy that was your third line center who was failing to be a third line, center. but he was still your third line center and will be, he'll be a roster player for Chicago once he's healthy and he's able to get into their system. I mean, yeah. And I wish him all the best. I hate Chicago, but Godette looks like a a Chicago Blackhawk type player. Like he kind of has that, that kind of whole package that got that flow. Like, like Patty. Yeah. I'm sure he'll go there and pop 20. I would love to see it. It could it would. could absolutely happen. You know who's going to try to pop 20 next season? Nikita Triampkin with the Canucks. Can you believe right. we're actually having this conversation again? And it's not oh, just boy. hearsay. They are trying to... He's, Jim Benning's come out and said that he is trying to find a way to sign Triampkin. Well, trying to find a way to to sign Triampkin is, is the same thing where the the Bowie thing where he was placed on waivers and they couldn't claim him because they didn't have the roster flexibility. So a little bit more flexibility now. I don't know exactly how they're going to fit him in. I don't know what he's going to get paid. But yeah, I think you give a guy like that a chance for sure. He's going to want a guarantee to play though if he comes over here. I think That's he's okay flexible. I think he's that flexible this time. 100% okay with me. I love the idea of bringing Triamkin back. Why not? And uh, yeah. That's I don't it. know. It's, it's, it just a, it's a fun experiment. I mean, I don't even... I, I would like to see how his game is developed. He's played on the big ice for so long. I don't. We know that he's been effective in the NHL rink. Uh, I don't. I don't know who he pairs with. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it'd be fun to see him play with Quinn. He can move the puck. Yeah. He skates well for a big guy. He's not nasty in any way. I'm gonna People, be the guy that says, "Hey, you should pair him with Tyler Myers." Yeah. That would be fun to watch too. I mean, it'll happen. It'd be ludicrous, but it'd be like a. It'd be like a fucking circus. I'd be down to watch that. They Who's can both the move though, right? Like Trampkin, yep. Trampkin yeah. can pretty much move. I think my thing on this, and I, I'll be honest about it. I think I'm still biased against the whole signing or the re-signing or whatever that looks like, based on when he left and the product that I saw with him and how he was utilized. So I don't think I'm personally giving him a fair shake. I think there is an opportunity where maybe he does flourish again, or at least becomes if he's like a middle pairing or even your third pairing defenseman, but he's a serviceable, you know. Four, four, five, six. That's a win, right? Here's the thing: he's very likely better than than Jordy Ben. Yeah, that's about all we can ask for. And he brings offense. Like he he does have a shot. He didn't what hit the he, net ever, but he had his great shot. What he gets paid, I disagree with you on the great shot part. What he gets paid is probably going to be the biggest part about it. 
but he's not going to he's going to be a he's going to be a puck moving third or he's going to be a puck puck moving third pairing defender maybe who's not physical but takes up space and he's just there as a big body that's tough to get around when you have a guy like that leaning on you did you just say that triumphkin's not going to use his body nope i just said he's a big body that he's not physical he is physical he's no he's not he's not aggressively physical he doesn't go after guys he doesn't he doesn't try to i don't really call i don't recall that Got to go. Got to go back and look at the tapes. He's not a physical defender. He's he's physical in the sense that he's six foot seven and guys go at him, just like Tyler Myers isn't overly physical. He's right? a target. You don't. He's at least at, twice as physical as Myers. Disagree. I I think I think that his game is more predicated on trying to be a good positional player versus going at guys because I think that that's what makes him a bit of a better player. So he doesn't run around going after people because he doesn't have to. Six foot seven, right? So I I. I Again, that's my that's my view that I don't think he goes after guys and is is overly physical. That's okay. I I disagree with you on the shot. Did he not have? And I'm not saying it was accurate. He had accurate howitzer, accurate fast, agile, accurate. Jeremy Roenick, yeah. I'm gonna put oh. your stick on my wall. He had a he had a good shot that was not accurate, but when he like it was there. So I think they can maybe hone that in. Yeah, I mean any any. Any defender on this team can can boom the puck at least. Hey, 80, right? the Canucks have had plenty of defenders that did not have that. So, Ryan, you could shoot the puck like sixty. No, definitely not. <laughs> that is a lie. The one the one thing that scares me about them wanting to potentially sign Triampkin, and I'm not sure if Benning is quite this insane, but I was wondering if they sign Triampkin, do they not re-sign Alex Edler? That's the one thing that would really scare me. I, they need to worry about so many other guys before Edler. They need to worry about the the twenty one year olds that are encroaching on twenty four year old territory before they worry about the thirty four year olds on the back if, end of that. Hey, I love I love Eddie. Yeah, I think he's been a trooper for this team for a long, long time. But if it comes to the point where Eddie's going to start stealing salary from locking up more important players, Eddie's either got to take a pay cut or he's going to end up going take a haircut like me. There you go. That's and what that's you, a haircut. What do you think is what do you think is his minimum that he'd sign for here? Two. You think he'd sign it too? I don't think he signs. I don't think he signs it, but I would. That would be a minimum I'd like to see him sign. I mean, he's worth more than two. It depends on what his incentive is to stay, right? I mean, I think he really wants to stay. If he really wants to be here, he'll take less money. I could see them signing re-upping for like a three point five or something like that. A team friendly three point five. If Eddie goes to market, he could get way more than that. How how many more years does he have to play? What Brady, you two first? Three. Two or two three? three? Ted, how many more years? Uh, how old is how old is Ron Hainsey? Because oh, Ron Hainsey God. made bank at a, at an advanced age. These guys, man, these some of these defenders can make make money as graybeards playing on playoff teams that need defensive depth like that. And we're talking about a guy who has probably been miscast in the in the in a top pairing role for the last three years that he shouldn't have been. Maybe longer. And and is very serviceable in a second pairing role. And imagine how good he would be in a third pairing role. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, even as, honestly, on a good second pair, if you had, you know, kind of that hybrid that can soundly defensive, but also can can jump up in the rush, like kind of like yeah. not Kevin BX is the wrong the wrong guy. Um, and I've also not been watching hockey for the last three weeks, so I probably couldn't tell you anybody that can do that. Um, 
but yeah, if he's if he's that that third or fourth defenseman with a solid guy um, beside him, yeah, I mean you're probably right. And he takes care of his body. I mean, yes, he's had injuries, but as far as being in shape, as far as being ready to play, um, like Ether's a gamer. So I mean, I would hate mm-hmm. to see him sign somewhere else. But maybe he does go that Sammy Salah route. Like I think Sammy Salah was a lifer here. There's there's been lots of guys that we've assumed would play their whole career here and did eventually jump at the very end, and rightfully so. Um, you deserve to get money because at some point you got to leave. So, yeah, if Edler goes, I'd like to see him go to a cup contending team, and you know, yeah, for sure, get one last crack at the cup. Uh, it'd be great to see him do the the Matthias Olin thing and go to Tampa Bay and try to win a cup. Like, I mean, could you imagine him playing on the on the third or second pair in Tampa? That'd be insane. And he has two solid seeing eyes. Oland only had like one and a half. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's a big. I'm Joe. I it's a. I can make the joke. It's not the worst thing I've ever said. It's not the worst thing. No. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's big, serviceable defenseman that can take care of his own end, play multiple roles for you if you need him, and and he's he's low maintenance player, really. Fair enough. So anyway, that let that's a great point. So we were just talking about how long he could play. So I mean, yeah, maybe my two is low. You could probably pull in. He could probably still pull in that three, three and a half at in that that range and i'm sure somebody's willing to give easy him, somebody's probably willing half, to give him four four or more you really think eh he's gonna be yeah. 35 in seven days yeah. yeah joe thornton joe thornton only took less because look at that team he can afford to take less because he's even in a cap world like today sure he, there's always a team anything, that's five yeah sure. i think if anything it's shown that they they don't care they're willing to sign guys to one-year deals to help out there you go brady before you leave there's uh, with all these moves, Jordy Ben's gone. Um, Triumphkin's mm-hmm. not here I, yet. I know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going, where with, this. going with this. How much do you think the contract of Quint? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> your your boy, Ole Juo Levy, your Levy, is definitely in the lineup now, which means yes. uh, we get to fully uh, fully you know critique of what he's got as a skill set. Um, what are you expecting? Not like as your f- fan, like what are you expecting you levy to, to be if they do play games again this season or when they do play games this season, what are you expecting to see out of the last bit of you levy considering here? And here's the other thing, considering that it's going to be a ridiculously condensed schedule and they're going to be flirting with injuries pretty much every single game. Exactly. Um, I, I'm honestly just happy he's back in the lineup. I never thought he deserved to be scratched. We know that Travis Green likes his veteran players over his young guys, um, but I think it's just going to be good to get him in. I'm not sure if he's going to play every game. Like like you said, it's 19 games through 31 days, but I, I honestly, I just want to get a, get him in there, get some reps, and to be honest, like I'm not really expecting too much out of him. This team's coming back off COVID. Um, like, I want him to work hard. Don't get me wrong. But like you know, if yeah, he's getting, scored, if, if he's get getting scored on a lot, it's not the end of the world. Because, I get what you're saying. I mean, we're gonna be returning with a half and half AHL roster to start, and then just the motivation within like the veteran guys, it's it's gonna be low. So I'm kind of just not even just Yo Levy. I I think that the the rest of the season needs to be all about the prospects, and it's time to time to kind of get the wheels going there, so just kind of see what we have ahead of next season. So the more games Yo Levy can play, the more reps he can get in. It's only going to help him down the road, and that'll help. Uh, that'll help Benning kind of and, and the coach try to kind of figure out where he's going to be next year. Auditions, right? Someone, yeah. Is he a guy that can maybe be that second line, second line guy, or is he going to be a third line guy? Where's he at? So 
these next uh, this next month or so is huge for Oleo Levy and the Canucks. Is he still not in protocol as well? Was he not still on that list? I'm not sure. I didn't. I, was he ever? I'm just I'm just looking right now. Before I thought he was still in uh, on the COVID. Well, they list. didn't. They didn't have to mention the taxi squad guys. And when the COVID thing hit, he was a taxi squad member. So I don't think we'd ever find out if it was him or not. Oh, and and what extent? Did, or did they? Or did they eventually? Name they did. Him? Yeah. They they mentioned if it was taxi squad. But again, regardless whether um, he got it or not, um, there are there were guys that. Um, contracted it that had almost nothing like zero almost zero symptoms and then there's guys like quinn hughes that clearly apparently had an iv hooked up to him so um i think that's the other tough thing is if he's one of those guys that you know he comes back like are we going to even just see him 100 percent just you know athletically um let alone his skill set right so um yeah but that's a whole other ball of wax but before I go, I got one last question for you, Ryan. We kind of we kind of grazed over it a little bit, but I knew you'd be stoked about the Madison Bowie trade. What do you think about a potential pairing of Yulevi and Bowie? Oh, I don't think Travis Green does that. I mean, okay, in NHL twenty one, sure, why not? I'm willing to experiment with that. It's maybe your first pairing. Yeah, NHL twenty one. Yeah, it, it might be the. I mean, depends on if they are playing on Friday. It might be the first pairing. Um. No, I, I, I personally would not do that. I, I love Madison Bowie. I've been you know singing his praises for years. I know analytically he's absolutely awful. Um, but I, I do like what I remember about him coming from junior being an absolute monster on the blue line, walking the line. He's got a booming shot. Um, that hasn't translated in the NHL as much as I personally would have liked because I've I've followed him pretty much wherever he's gone. Him and you know Merkley and a few of the other guys that maybe haven't quite hit that oh, rate. Merkley, Merk Daddy, haven't yeah, been he just went on waivers too. They could have had him <clears throat> and Besser. Claim could all the imagine? Rockets. Yeah, could just claim the whole Rocket team and uh, we got three Rockets on the blue line now. Yeah, in name only, <laughs> skill wise. <laughs> will they will they all get into the same blue line at the same time? Oh, I don't know. You know we, what? We, that would be Did something. We have three. Yeah, we had three I rockets say they do. and a, I and say a they rockets do for sure. brother. Yeah, we had Luke Shen. No, we had we had uh, we had Jordy. That's yep. true. That's right because he played for Victoria. That's right. So yeah, I I would in a perfect world in a dream world. Yeah, I'd love to see that happen, and I'd Chell like to world. see him. Say, yeah, Chell World mostly, most likely, but. Um, I, I would like to see Madison Bowie like figure it out. Maybe like that late bloomer guy. Um, it's entirely possible. I mean, yes, analytically, statistics are there. He's not that great, and he's going to probably be a bit of a liability. Um, I'm also just as much of an eye test guy, and I'm willing to give him a shot until I'm oh, proven. Twenty-five now. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, ooh, what was that? Uh, I think that's my my signal. To oh, that was right? your. Is that the Royal Rumble clock? That's my Royal Rumble clock, <laughs> my entrance number. Here we go. These are lasers. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been great. Uh, kick ass in the rest of the podcast here. Tons to talk about with the whole uh, JT Miller speech today. Oh, we're going to... We, we, we might still be talking. You might be able to come back in two hours. Yeah. Good luck yeah. on your on your final project, bud. Hey, thanks, boys. Peace out, Braid. I... Uh... Yeah, he he definitely touched on a topic that I think we could probably touch touch on for about two hours. Um, let's uh let's do a live ad read quickly for uh, our boys at Summer Skates. If you guys haven't been following along, Summer Skates is a sponsor on the PB One podcast, and they're not just like a sponsor; like they're a partner. 
We're partnering with these guys. We've got some pretty sick slides coming our way. We're going to have the vote uh, once we get the, the two final pairs. Uh, We're going to be testing these things through rigorous um, tests. Sweating. Sweating. And it's, Walking. I mean, what if they came like tomorrow? Perfect time, 23 degrees this weekend. Like perfect Kelowna weather. Like these bad boys are going to get showcased. Um Make sure you're following along. Make sure you're liking and retweeting and posting your story um, when we tweet out uh, the the vids or the pictures, because um, they're still giving away that it's it's a three for one deal that we're giving away. So you buy one pair and you get two free pairs and a cozy uh, of of what you pick. So if it's you know Elias Patterson, you're gonna get you know the Patterson cozy on there as well. These things are amazingly comfortable, um, and if you live in the Okanagan, like the two of us do, or if you're by a beach or you hang out, you just like going outside and you need a quick set of slides to check on. Um, these things are so comfy. They look awesome. I've got my hot pink ones. They are super cool. All my neighbors agree. Um, you you got to get yourself a pair. And if, you, if you're not going to go and buy one, try to win with us because we're going to take care of you. Uh, when our PP1 uh, slides are ready, we're going to have those to purchase. We'll probably have a pair or two to give away as well. Um, so just get on board with summer skates, walk the talk, be a comfort, a hashtag comfort champion. That was a pretty good little talk there. I think it's not bad. That wasn't, that wasn't recorded. That wasn't recorded. You saw my lips moving the entire time. You did great, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. All, uh, all good things happening here. Um, I don't know. You staying on the, the Madison Bowie thing for a little bit? I, I, I'm, I'm all ears. Like I, I'm, I'm shocked that it took this long to make a move like that happen. Like, I, I like Madison Bowie. I've posted, oh my goodness, I've probably written three articles on Canucks Army about this. And, uh, like, anybody that knows me knows that I will fly his flag. But it seems a little late to be going after a guy like that, especially when he was on waivers. Like, he knows how the NHL works, right? Like, he knows the protocol that that they all go through. That to claim guys, clearly he doesn't because Victor Mete isn't a Canuck. Um, it just it doesn't make sense to me that Benning just doesn't use all the tools available to him. You know? Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a bit of a curious move, you know, based on the timing that you talked about, right? I mean, he's already 25. We spoke a little earlier about the fact that they could have had him on waivers a couple weeks earlier when they were going waiver crazy. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of his game is is there to develop still. I mean, it's cool that we got Madison Bowie, but he might never. Is it just name though? That's what I'm wondering. Like, yeah, are we getting like the Erica Branson silver medalist? Yeah, I mean, it could be like Lucien. He might play, right? I mean, exactly, and maybe it could we're be all like wrong. That. I, I I like the player. Uh, I liked him a lot when he was yeah, the Rockets. Has all the tools. Skates like the wind. Powerful dude. Um, he's done some things in the NHL. So I think the good part is that they're getting an NHL experienced defenseman. Right. So you're not throwing, you're not, you're not throwing a, like a, maybe even Highmore might be a good example. A guy into a, a situation where he's not going to understand what's happening. Right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's ahead of Jalen Chatfeld 
who's showing that he can play at this level as well. Um, I don't know where he sits on this depth chart, but I can probably think of one or two guys who might be ahead of him, which that doesn't bode that well. Um, again, it would be really exciting to see him come up here. I think the big thing about this this deal is the fact that they're they're getting themselves another contract that they can count towards numbers for and the expansion draft the expansion draft next season right so next year that his uh i was reading in uh whose article was it's harman harman dale and 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 thomas trans's article about the fact that um bowie's contract converts to a one-year deal next year so now he becomes eligible to expose so um he's also got another year on his contract, which is good. This isn't just a guy we're picking up on a one-year contract from what he's done. He's done like a VC or a Boyd, right? So yeah. it, it would have made sense for them to, to make the pickup earlier in the year, but they didn't have the cap space to do it. So they were that locked up in cap and had so little flexibility that they couldn't even add a player of, of Madison Bowie's ilk. Yeah. I just, that's an issue. So, yeah. Th- so, so getting him is, is a better thing than not. It's not a big deal. I think, you know, uh, Harmon and Thomas talked about the fact that, you know, in this draft year, the difference between a, f- a fourth and a fifth, 30 picks, yeah. not a big deal, especially no. in a year where, where nobody has data on any players that didn't play a season COVID there's lost. There's lots of GMs and lots of, um, scouts who, who don't know. I think some of the teams who really invested in, in early scouting and really invested in interviews and did their homework are probably going to really thrive and steal a lot of good, good players from this draft. Uh, but there's also a lot that are thinking, hey, maybe maybe this isn't as, port- as important as a draft as, as future drafts might be. Um, and they're a little more suspect on what they're doing with fourth and fifth round picks. We'll, we'll have to see what team that is uh, coming out of Vancouver. Um, but the, the Bowie thing, unfortunately, makes more sense from, from a roster standpoint and a contract standpoint than it right. does from a player standpoint. On paper, it looks great. On paper, it looks really fun. You know, stranger things have happened. I'd be so stoked if Madison Bowie turned it around and and really salvaged his career. There's been so many guys who have come home to BC, whether it's because they lived here or they played here at one point, and really, really salvaged their careers, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to see Madison Bowie succeed. So if it gets to that point, then wonderful. That's going to be a, a, a fantastic steal for the organization. But at this point, it's a really good trade but mostly from a roster and a contract perspective. I, did you think, I mean, probably both of these moves were reactionary more than anything, right? Ex- explain. Like, would these moves have happened three weeks ago? If the trade deadline was three weeks ago, would they have made the same trades? Because now you're in COVID, you've lost guys. They're still operating on this mentality that they have to come back and play these games out, and they need bodies. They, they need warm bodies, right? And they knew, they knew they were going to be losing guys. Like, again, Canucks were one of the hardest hit teams in North America. And so this is a really good point. Yeah. So they're going to have to play a ton of games. 19 games in 30 days, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you what. There's a very good chance just based on the fact that they're going to have to platoon. They're probably going to have to play guys and then know that it's a back-to-back and then probably sit some guys. Mm-hmm. You know, when you win, you win in a back-to-back, right? You, it's it's your same roster that comes out no matter what, maybe the goalie changes, right? In this case, this is uncharted waters, right? You're, you're looking at the fact that, Hey, we need to, to almost pitch count these guys. Exactly. And, and we need, we're, you know, we only, we can only dress six defenders in a game, sometimes seven, obviously. And I don't think they're going to do that to tax anybody, but you can only dress six defenders in a game Uh, over the next 30 days we're going to need nine defenders to make sure that we get through this thing and make sure that people are well-rested enough because 
we don't know what kind of shape these guys are going to be in. And I can guarantee you that there's going to be a large chunk of them that aren't playing up to their full ability because of the situation they've been put in. So let's put that on hold for a second because we'll finish with that. It's a pretty weighty t- uh, subject. What I'm wondering, first of all, Elliot Friedman essentially confirmed that Benning's going to be back for next season and he'll probably get his two years, which we joked about. Um, what I think I, we knew that the second he signed. Pearson. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really do wonder what is going through his head and how he says we don't have all the information that they have. Like uh, I was listening to Trust the Process and they were talking about, um, you know, this this money that you know when Benning made that comment about you guys don't know, you know, all all the information we have. Like maybe. Maybe a guy like Erickson or Furland or Beagle, like maybe there is enough information that they know that they can make some of these moves. I mean, I like Pearson. I think he's a nice fit on this team. I just think, you know, we can go back to that for a second. The, the timing of his deal um, in, you know, the Canucks entire situation, it, it's not the, the best fit for what they should have done. I, I think he's a nice fit on this team, and I, I hope he rebounds because he has been a good fit for Bo Horvat. It would have been nice, though, to know if, you know, we could have had an opportunity to keep Tyler Toffoli as well. Like, he's making all these moves, or not making moves, and basically standing pat, like, not re-signing the coach, um, the, the the goaltending coach, Ian Clark, you know, not going after Tyler Toffoli, letting um, the Markstrom thing is its own thing. Like, there was a bunch of situations, feel how you will about those. And then he starts going to sign, you know, Demko, and he's getting Pearson, and he's going to um, who's who's the other guy that that he locked in there? Am I missing somebody? And and then he goes and trades Goddett. And well, Demko he, and Pearson were the two big ones. Yeah, yeah and, but then he goes and and makes the move on Goddett, which didn't really make sense to to make that move. Like there's it's like you're scratching your head on almost all of those moves, good or bad. Like the Demko signing. Did it have to happen right now? Like, did it have to happen? Did he need like a vote of confidence by the fans? Or like, it's a great deal, but at the same time, there is the backlash. Like, yeah, he's only played sixty-two games or sixty-three games or whatever it was. Or then you go over to Tanner Pearson, and it is a good signing for Tanner Pearson, and I think that's a fair contract. It's knowing what we know right now, knowing where the team's situation and their cap hit, and then their their immediate future of signing Hughes and signing um, Pedersen. Like, there's all these extra things, and he just continues to throw these really weird, you know, cogs into the machine. It just, it makes no sense. Like, he's consistently inconsistent on his message, and I guess the team overall has been, regardless of, of you know, who's been in charge for, you know, they've added, they've subtracted with, like, Linden and 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 so on. I. I don't get what's going on with this team. And I think that's where a lot of us are frustrated because I don't think anyone's really mad at the, a Pearson deal. I don't think we're really mad at the Gaudette deal as like in the, our heart of hearts. I think it's just, what are we being sold here? Because the message is so inconsistent that, you know, you're mad because, you know, we, we just don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, am I talking too much or do you kind of get what I'm saying? No, I mean, I I think that's I've been banging that drum since I would say the third or fourth week of the season. I'm confused. I d- I don't know, I don't know what the initiative is or what the direction is or what the plan is. 
for the Canucks. And I, and, and the guy that's leading this charge just continues to do things that are take one step back, take one step forward, take two steps forward, take one step back. Like it's very confusing. It's all over the place. It doesn't seem like there, it doesn't seem like there's a plan. No. Like I know they say, I know they say, Hey, we have more data. We know what's going on. We have, you know, a cross between everybody and we know what's, what's, what the next moves are. And so do we to an extent. It, yeah, it's, we have an understanding. I mean, Canucks fans are dramatic by nature. Oh yeah, but they know their hockey, right? I mean, there's two types of fans, right? There's there's the Benning supporting fan on this side of things, and this is the way that this this latest era has gone. And then there's the I don't support Benning, but but all three or all two, sorry, understand the moves that are being made. And I think even even Benning supporters probably aren't a huge fan of some of the things that have been done in the last little while. And that includes the Toffoli thing. And then why walk away from Toffoli and then sign Pearson for something similar? And, uh, you know, or Beagle just, with, with Nick Dowd and like those, that's all those moves. It's wrong? the culmination of all of these. What was wrong with Nick Dowd? I mean, this team needs players like that to survive. There was nothing wrong with Nick Dowd. He was completely serviceable. He didn't have a, a Stanley Cup, or I don't think he did anyways, playing with LA. He didn't have a Stanley Cup, but that's okay. You're not paying for pedigree. And this is another contract where I think in late in year two and in year three, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt this team. And it's disappointing because the window is only open for so long when you have a core like this that's in place. And eventually these guys are going to price themselves out and you're not going to be able to keep them all and they will walk. Like imagine if and this it, happened in Chicago, like when like, Patrick Kane and, and Taves came in. I mean, they locked out and they had Keith and they did. like that core all came together and it worked right and, away. And they had a guy like Sharp who, who turned into a great player. But little by little, one by one, they had to say goodbye to guys like Dustin Bufflin. After and winning. After winning, yes. And this team doesn't have that luxury of depth around them and and it's feeling more like every year that goes by we're gonna waste a Pedersen because we can't outfit him with the proper team to fill around him mm-hmm. yep and, and I, I think the scary thing is we know this is gonna happen like you look at Buffalo right now Jack Eichel's done for the season like is Jack Eichel back next season for Buffalo like is as is he fed up? Like he's played through this. Oh, he's man. he's played through this, right? Like now what? I can't remember. I can't remember where we were on this Eichel thing, but like I, I'm giving pretty much anything that's not named Hughes for 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 Eichel. Jack Eichel. But, I think he's that good. But like that's my point, though. Like he's he's living through this same thing, and I don't know how Buffalo fans feel. Like I would be devastated. But look what they've had to. Buffalo fans are pissed. Look at the Hall trade. Yeah. More lunacy. Whenever I think like, man, what the hell are the Canucks doing? I, all I have to do is just like look over to Buffalo and I see them doing similar stupid things. They're like, you're in a better position. You don't have to do those same things. Like, it's silly. It really is. Like, it's, it is. it's this it's inconsistent circus. message and it's just frustrating. So, I mean, we could, I mean, you could probably base an entire podcast on Jim Benning. <clears throat> probably. The last deal we'll of the see day one next was, season. was the Ben deal. So, Good, good for them. That's a good deal to get away from a little bit of cap space. Yeah. Although it wasn't a player with a terrible cap hit. No. Uh, but it did. They it was an inconvenient for, cap hit. Yeah, they acquired something for him. So they got a what, sixth round draft pick. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> it it's it's something. It's it's mm. not nothing. It, it it's a meh move. It yeah. is. Do you like? Hey, should I wear taupe or tan today? I don't yeah. Know. Either it's fine. Whatever, it's fine. You can wear the other one tomorrow. Like whatever. So it, the best thing about this trade, and it really is like it's a boon. The best thing about this trade is that I don't ever have to say Jamie Ben again. You will. You just did. No, but that's the point. I don't that's have to the say last it time. anymore. And then he's going to s- ever have to screw his name up anymore. And then it's he's going to score two goals when we play Winnipeg. That Ben guy. He's going to yeah. He's going to have two goals and you're going to have to say his name. Say my name. <laughs> say my name. <laughs> so, um let's get into the news at hand. This is definitely the latest. I wrote an article on this and I I don't normally try to pump out stuff that I've written. You all have the internet, you have Twitter. Um, I wrote an article a couple days ago, I guess, or on the weekend, um, about how the Canucks are coming back and they're going to have to play out the season. And it is an absolute joke that they're being forced to do so. As I've stated before, the Canucks have been one of the highest positive tested teams in North America for COVID. Some, yes, did not have high symptoms. Others had extreme ones. They are a professional sports team. These are humans in the peak of their ability in life. They have access to the best doctors, the best training, the best supplements. They will be in better shape than most of us will ever be. They have more opportunity. They have more you know, um, access to, to elite things than, than any of us ever will. And yet they've been affected and pretty heavily. The NHL is going to, as of today, and maybe by the time we're done this podcast, it might be different, but they're expected to play Friday against the Edmonton Oilers and Saturday against the Leafs, and then Monday they have, is it the Jets? I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. Maybe the Flames. doesn't matter. They're going to be playing three games in four days off of zero rest, actual rest, where they're completely healthy, one practice for the guys that are healthy, and they don't even have a full contingent of players to ice a team. They will have 14 available athletes to put on the ice. You have got to be kidding me that that is allowed. I know there was a deal signed at the beginning of the season. I know that players were allowed to opt out if, if possible. I do not care about the deal that was signed. I don't care about everything that happened at the beginning. This is different now. Things have changed. A team as a whole, and I know other teams did as well, but a team as a whole contracted COVID, coaching and everything. And now you're basically saying, there's no time left in the year. We're going to condense your schedule. We're going to force you to play these games unrested, still recovering, who knows what their their breathing ability is going to be when they play. You're going to put these guys in danger to play, period. Then you're going to ask them to play multiple games in few to little nights, and you're going to expect them to be healthy. And then you're going to ask them to do that for the next 30 days. You're going to see injuries, guaranteed. You're going to see guys that will struggle to play and are going to get embarrassed. There will be some games that a lot of us may just turn off because it's too painful to watch. 
your favorite team get absolutely doused by even the Ottawa Senators. Maybe 5 6 nothing, and it looks like the Canucks couldn't even skate 60 minutes. That is entirely possible. But then JT Miller came out today, and he voiced his opinion on what was going on, and he said exactly the same things I'm saying. It's not about hockey at this point. It is about people's health and their families. Brandon Sutter has a new has a new little baby, I think. His or his wife's pregnant, and it ran roughshod through their family. COVID. So you're saying that Brandon Sutter's okay to play, and that he needs to go and suck it up and play the sport he's getting paid to. That is crap. There's no way that this should happen. Yeah. No way. It just it it angers me to my it's core. Mind boggling. To my core. The NHL, like JT Miller should have not had to come out today and said what he said. I am so thankful that he did, because he's he's a straight shooter, and that's great. Yeah. Like how good was that, right? Like, it was perfect. I, I, I tweeted about this earlier. I feel like we we shit on hockey players all the time for giving the hockey player quote, and it's like, oh, so blase, so boring. Why do we even listen? Um, and here he is. He's out there speaking the truth. And I think I, I think I've spoken about this before. How JT has this sort of unique situation on the team as a leader mm-hmm. and 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 as a voice, and can do things that Bo can't do. Right. Because it's difficult for Bo to come out and make statements and go against the organization because he's towing the line for the for everybody. Right. But you can have a guy like JT on this team who can wear an A is respected in the locker room, but doesn't bear the same responsibility that Bo does. And he can speak his mind on an issue like this where it possibly could be rubbing some people the wrong way. He can make these abrasive comments. Right. And good on him. He's right. He's. He is tr- is telling the truth about the way that he feels in a thing. And then all you hear, all you can read through the responses to that quote when it's posted in TSN is there's, there's people jumping all over him. There's people saying shit like we shouldn't have traded for him. Like, suck it up, buddy. Like, it can't be that bad. My grandma had COVID. Like, there's... It, it, it affected so many people the way that you described just earlier that it's bigger it's bigger than what's going on in in the machine that's the NHL right now right i feel like the nhl needs to do the right thing and step in and 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 we talked about this during like black knights matter night right like, i i was going to get into that keep going though they 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 were too late they installed a decision it wasn't the right decision 2 or 3 days later they made the right call and said okay yeah we we are going to stop it you know, and I think that that's what's going to happen with this, right? I think they're going to get to the point where the NHL is going to realize that this is stupid. Uh, we're going to we're going to cancel the games and we're going to let things go. We're either going to end the season or we're going to give them more time or blah 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 or whatever the factor is. But I feel like they're doing it for the wrong reasons again for the second time in a row, and it's not because they realize that it's right, but it's because of the backlash that's happened because of it. And it's trying to save face instead of being proactive. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, it's damage control. So mm-hmm. late to the dance again, NHL, you fucked it up. Exactly. I was gonna bring up that exact topic, the Black Lives Matter thing. When that really took off, and and it was every every sport, um, it affected well, it affected all of us, obviously. But it was as people driven, exactly. And I mean, this is a sports podcast, so I'm gonna try to stick to sports because I know we could really go off on this. But yes. We were you were sticking up for your fellow man at that point when Black Lives Matter really blew up, and at this point you you should be sticking up for your fellow man again 
for their health, for their like their their liveliness. What is the NHLPA doing in this situation? You can sign shit, whatever you want, at the start of the season and feel like you have all these contingencies in place. And until it happens, and you can actually read the room and the situation and what's happening, did we put the right contingencies in place? Can we be flexible with this? Can we understand the gravity of the situation and make the right call? Feels like no. There's just, there's no, there's no answer. And I, I hope that this is the spearhead. And it should, someone had asked, like, how many people is it going to take? This should be it. This should be the only person that had to say something. Shouldn't have had to even been a player. They should have known. They should have read the room. And they haven't yet. And I hope they do. I am still convinced the Canucks will not play the rest of this season. I, I'm, I'm holding to that. But what I just don't get is that they, they still don't see their immediate actions that need to happen. There's it's a no, reactive thing like it's always been. And it, it just boggles the mind that it is reactive. Because there's no way that this should happen. There, there's nothing for the Canucks. I don't know if my dog is knocking on the door here or my wife. I'm not sure. There's no way that the Canucks should be finishing up this season. They don't need to. There's no Even, points that matter. Your draft spot. What does your draft spot matter? What's the difference in your draft spot? Who cares? Three, four cares? points. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. You have to let this go. You have to think for the betterment. I mean, if you want to think about your investment... Think about all the players that are going to potentially get injured. Think about what is going to happen next season. Why not wipe it clean? Let them get back fully healthy. They're not going to make the playoffs. There's no way. Let them rest. Let them get better. You're going to then find out if you do let them play, which is a stupid, stupid decision, you're going to find out there's going to be one player. And heaven forbid if it's a guy like Quinn Hughes that all of a sudden has breathing problems because he's having to play 21 minutes or 17 minutes a night, which he already does anyway. Now tack on... Henrik Lundqvist. Now tack on recovering from COVID. Exactly. You know what? I want these people to be okay. Just like Michael Furland, it, it sucks that he had to, to go and try to prove himself. And I get it. It's a livelihood thing. I know he's made some money and he's been able to secure, um, to secure his bank for, for his family. But there are times... And there are moments that need to be acted upon, not reacted upon. And this is one of those moments. Black Lives Matter was a big one as well. This is now for people's health. These are for the people that you're paying to see next year and the year after that. I don't want to see a product where now every time a, any player, any player on the ice steps on, I'm wondering, is that guy okay? What's going on? Do you want, as, a, as an opponent, would you want to be playing against these teams? No, I mean we the NH. I mean, aside from the health side of things, it's gonna. If you're the NHL and you're concerned about the money and blah blah blah, I mean, it's it's not going to be the product on the ice that you're expecting to deliver to the fans. It's going to dilute everything. It's, I mean, your money making machine, which is the players. I mean, they're going to be put in risk and put at jeopardy. And you know, even when Bill Daly came out and made a statement, I thought that he was gonna. I thought we were going to get some good news out of it. And, and all I got was sort of like this cheeky, well, the players, the players, you know, the, the PA did this deal at the start of the year and we did this collaboratively. Like they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Well, things changed. It just seems so callous. Like, uh, I, I, I guess it's, it's, it's going to affect everybody differently, but it obviously has affected some people very badly and others not so badly. So, 
you either ride or die as a team. So if they're going to say as a team, we can't do it, like put their foot down. We're delaying this thing. Who cares about when it happened? It's too bad that it happened at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. If it happened earlier in the season, you know that maybe they're New Jersey or maybe they're New York or whatever, and they're fine. They can figure it out over time. But I mean, what they're going to do, I think it was Farhan Lousy said this. It's going to be harder than winning the cup playing these next 30 days competitively, right? Um, it's going to be brutal. If it happens, brutal. it is going to be brutal. And I'm not saying like it's physically, mentally taxing harder to winning the Stanley Cup, but I mean, on their bodies physically, it could be, could be, they're about to embark on something that's never been done before. So we'll, it's, it's we'll, awful. We'll, anyway, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We're at the hour. Um, we, we have our Royal Rumble clock to, uh, you know, to count down Roman Reigns or Triple H is going to come out and, Oh, Roman Reigns. Throw us over. Good Polly boy. Um, oh, well, he, is he? Is he Polynesian? I, I don't, I'd like to say I follow enough. Of, I, f- I feel like they're fairly obvious, the ones that are in art. He just, he, uh, except for Yokozuna, he was actually Polynesian too. Yeah, that, that one still blows my mind because I was told lies for so many years and realized I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Yokozuna, not Japanese. Not Japanese at all, which is. It's kind of crushes my childhood, but hey, that's a whole that was my era, right? Was was the Yoko yeah Yoko Zuna, Bret Lex, Hart, Lex, Lex, Lex Luger. Luger, yeah, like the all torture that stuff, rack. right? Like watching Luger body slam uh, Yokozuna back in the day, like that was that was my wrestling era generation. I, I didn't really DDP much longer. Than if you're that, a WCW, not, never, I was there for the the WCW versus NWO stuff. Even before the NWO came, like WCW was like this kind of like this thing like oh man i, I got because it was on tbs and i don't think a lot of us had tbs back in the day so i remember when we get like the free channels and you'd get like the cool like the Hanna barbera cartoons you're like yes these are right, right, awesome yeah. and then like on saturday wcw's on like they had the blue ring with the yellow and it was just it was different and you're like it's not my wwf but i like this just like different sting and you know like oh, it yeah, was sting, yeah, I remember the sting thing. like sting it just cool. and ddp and like it and raven like it was, oh, it was good. Like so that Raven was Raven or Maven or is that? No, it was Raven. Things? It was Raven. So because so. they had like they had Razor and Diesel and well, they went over and had their actual names at that point. So Scott right, Hall and Kevin Scott Nash, Hall and, yeah. yeah. One two three kid became uh, six. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid, and yet I had the WCW Nitro game on PlayStation, so I'm a sucker for it. But uh, yeah, good, good, good little uh, stroll down memory lane there. I like that. That was good. That was good. Um, it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, just bring it, bring it back up. Um, we're gonna be on. Uh, I'm gonna feel terrible for butchering the name. We're we're gonna be on a Leafs uh, live stream watch party on uh, Saturday. Um, you and I for sure. We'll see if Brady wants to come as well. We're gonna be chatting again. Maybe the Canucks aren't playing, but we can easily hop on there and have a chat with these guys. Uh, they're part of the Blundell Network as well. Um, we're also going to be part of, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's going to be a playoff show on the Blundell Network. It's going to be live. It's going to be live streamed. Oh, you're going to say lit. Now it's going to reach to the screen and smack you. It's not going to be lit. It's going to be better than lit. It's not going to be lit, my own worst enemy. It's not going to be incomplete. It's going to be complete completely be completely miserable completely miserable um it's gonna be awesome i'm so excited for this uh you guys are gonna that's the second sorry to interrupt you again that's the second super weird throwback musical reference that you made 
this show because the first one was Dishwalla. I was planning that one though. And then and then you had the the lit thing, and I feel like a little earlier in the week you had another good. Oh, it was Treble Charger. That was good. That was good, right? Yeah. I'm that guy. Like I'm good at like musical references for some reason. I'm not good at a lot of things, but you know, knowing the right thing to say about a band or something and have a quip, I can make millions on quips if that's a job. Um, I don't think it is. Anyway, so we got lots of stuff going on. We have a very, very cool interview coming up this week. I don't know if we'll launch it this week, though. That might we might keep that in uh, in the vault until. Uh, well, yeah, when are we going to announce this thing? Because this, <sighs> this is a really really fun. one. I don't want to announce in. it yet. I don't want to announce it yet. But uh, that's supposed to be happening on Friday. I'm really excited. Like I've done a lot of prep for this. Um, I, I'm really really jacked. Um, I, I, I think give a little hint. I feel like it's it's anything you say it gives it away. So if you got something like deep dive, I'll let you do it. But I'm gonna flag it, and I will I will edit the heck out of whatever you say if it's wrong. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I feel like this gentleman. It's it's a it's a he is yes. a yeah of course obviously it's this gentleman whether you think so or not is a household name, and the NHL, and its young talent, of all the ridiculous dangles, owes a lot to this man. I'll I'll give you that. That that was a bit of a reach, but I will allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah, very excited. Um this has been a great episode. We got everybody in there on time. It was fun. Um uh, hopefully the next time we talk the NHL's figured something out for our Canucks, but uh who knows? We're going to have to stay tuned on that. Um yeah, thanks for following. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm going to try to post more clips on there. Um because we're going to be more and more on video as things are coming out. So please make sure you're staying tuned for that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, thanks thanks for listening to our show. Please subscribe. Um, please like the tweets to try to win those uh, summer skates. Um, also for the headphones, we have our final pair to give away this month. So make sure you're uh, getting your name on that as well. Um, other than that, I think we're good to go, man. Like I, I am excited if the Canucks are playing, just not this way. Um were you putting in like a dip there just now? Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Any final words, Ted? Uh, no, I uh, was listening to the Ballhawks podcast again today. Yes. Um, those guys got a really fun thing going on. If you haven't tuned into them, uh, please get on there and check. And if you're going to not stay and listen to the whole thing, at least stay and listen to third down. They're doing a really cool mock draft thing right now. Um, they had the Browns picking my boy joke at their pick, so I'm excited about that. But uh, all in all, uh, they got a ton of really cool things going on right now, so get on there and check those boys out if you got time. Yeah, I do support them. I, I got about 10 minutes in today, and then I had to get back to my office. So I got a lot of podcasts to catch up on, uh, Ballhawks. I am definitely painted. And they're third down. That was good when you were on there. Third down's great. I wish we had some sort of segment. We'll figure something like that. That was funny. This Steve, I didn't know Steve had not seen so many movies. I Kicking him out of our friendship group, I think. (laughs) Um, On behalf of Brady, who is now studying for his final, my boy Ted, across from me, and Ryan, who is myself, swiveling in the chair. This is episode 86. This is the PP1 podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Go Canucks, go. Get out of here, COVID. Peace out.
do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd.